She is going to assist me this morning uh, as we speak from the uh, topic of favor, but in particular, we're going to talk about the benefits of the horizontal favor of God. Uh, what we wanted to do this morning, I have been speaking with us in the last several weeks about the favor of God, and we are coming from the topic that we, I felt that God gave us this year. We talked about manifesting the invisible and walking in the hidden realities of God. And we felt that favor was one of the hidden realities of God. So therefore, we've been talking about favor uh, over the past several weeks. But today, we wanted to look at favor in a different capacity. We want to look at the horizontal favor of God. So at this time, uh, I'm going to allow my wife to take us on in. Amen. Horizontal favor relationship is so important. And just to um, set the tone this morning, we're not talking only just about husband and wives. Amen. What Amen. we have to share today will we relate to the entire congregation. Amen. 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 Luke. Hallelujah. Luke 2 and 52 is, says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus received favor. He had favor with God, which is vertically, and man horizontally. So how much more we, the people of God, we need horizontal favor, even in our relationships. A lot of times we are so spiritually minded that we're no earthly good. We seek to have this vertical relationship. We seek to cross every to dot every I for our heavenly father, but we can't speak to our brother or our sister. And how many of you know we will miss the mark? We will bust that place that we don't want to go wide open, amen, if we don't have this horizontal relationship intact. Let's look at a couple things from, from the text. Uh, my wife alluded to, or she actually mentioned the, the scripture, uh, Luke chapter 2 and 52. Jesus himself had favor with God. That's the vertical favor. But he also had favor with man. That's the horizontal favor. Um, as we go into this, I want you to kind of keep in your mind, you know, Bishop Lockett said this years ago, you need to know somebody that can pay all your bills off. Amen. 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 <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to make this, try, try to make this as, as, as relevant as possible. Somebody that can pay off, not that they going to pay it off, but you need to know them. See, sometimes our circle is too small. We haven't stretched ourselves or enlarged ourselves enough to literally have that kind of favor that God wants to bring you into. Boy, I, 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 I'm going to tell you, before we get started, I sense some things already for some of you all that's stretching. This, this is a time of stretching. It's beyond your comfort zone. But outside of that is where you're going to find this horizontal favor that we're about to talk about. Amen. It's going to be a place that's uncomfortable for you to get to because you don't feel as content being there. Sometimes you don't feel like you fit. You don't feel like you qualify. You, you don't feel it's about to stretch you because now you're getting ready for horizontal favor. Okay, no problem. Let's read from the text. Genesis chapter 26. Let's go there, please. 
Genesis 26 and 24. Listen to this. Horizontal favor never throws a person away. Horizontal favor never throws a person away. Because sometimes we come into people in the, li- in the life of other people and they may not be where they're going to be. Amen. Okay, wait a minute. Some folks have come across you, some come across you and you were not where you are now. But they didn't necessarily throw you away. Somebody worked with you. I know with your good looking self today, with, with all of your stuff high and tight right now, somebody worked with you because you ain't always look like that. You, 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 you couldn't always sit up there and look as dignified as you look right now. Somebody work with you. Horizontal favor doesn't throw a person away. Listen to this. Genesis 26 and 24. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and I will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. This is kind of interesting because... um, God blessed Isaac for Abraham's sake. Now, that, that's interesting because Isaac didn't do nothing. Like I said, you need somebody who can pay your bills off, not because you can, but because they can. Who is it that can do something for you that you can't do for yourself? Isaac wasn't in the position to get the blessing of the Lord. He got it out of favor. I'm going to skip because I want to go somewhere else here. I'm going to go with me. Go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 18. Let's go to that one. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Everybody knew how Jonathan and David and Jonathan were connected. I mean, it, it, this, is, this is a story that you read about everywhere. Everybody knew how God, some people have, have done all kind of stuff and messed up the commentary on that and said all kind of things that the scriptures didn't say. They were just connected. God had knit their hearts together. I want to show you something on how horizontal favor doesn't throw people away. Look at this. Go to Second uh, Samuel. Chapter 9 now. Verse 3. And the king said, Is there not yet any in the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son, which is lame of his feet. Now, 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 his feet. Now, now listen to this. This is what has unfolded in the story. When we first started in 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 1, we were looking at David and Jonathan's heart being knit. David was a fugitive. Now, in 2 Samuel chapter 9, David is a king. Don't you throw folk away. Anybody home? From a fugitive to a king. But now, the heart that David was knit to was Jonathan. Jonathan dead. Don't you throw folk away. 
So the Bible says, the king said, or David said, listen, is there anybody in the house of Saul that I can show kindness to? Now, wait a minute. The house of Saul tried to kill him at least three times sitting at the table. David trying to show kindness to the house that tried to kill him? I want to make sure you understand this. Don't throw folk away. Now, if they try to kill you, you might need to consider it. But, you know, <laughs> send a text. And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame in his feet. Now listen to this. So he says, okay, Jonathan has a son. The person whose heart you was knit to, who's no longer here with us, has a son. So David wants to show that kind of kindness to him. There was no law that forced David to do that. Jonathan's son, his name is Mephibosheth, okay? The Bible says that he's lame on his feet. Let me go over here to Minister Plummer. So Mephibosheth has a physical disability, but he doesn't have a favor disability. Physically, he was hindered, but it did not hinder his favor. Let's look at the text. Verse 4. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Mishar, the son of Emil, in Zodabar. The king, da- excuse me, then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Mashar, the son of Emil from Lebedar. Now when, Mesh- when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I, am surely, I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. This man receives favor from David because of what his father's relationship was with David. Don't you throw folk away. You need horizontal favor. Just because they don't look like they're getting along right now, they're not accomplishing a whole lot right now. Dr. Aaron, how many doctors you got now? Four doctorate degrees. I venture to say that there was one day that there was a little girl that didn't look like she was going to have four doctorates. I venture to say that there was one day that somebody looked and said, who is that? Don't throw folk away. Horizontal favor doesn't throw people away. I'm telling you this because there are individuals that's going to come in your life we were uh, at a, 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 a charity's presidential thing on yesterday, and uh, Dr. Corbain was sharing something. Uh, he was sharing a story. He shared a whole lot of stories, uh, a whole lot of stories. The man is full of stories. But he shared this one particular story, and he said somebody had came to him and said, listen, um, a client of mine wants to give you a check. But they want to remain anonymous because when they were here at the university, they didn't do well. 
So he was like, oh, okay, fine. He got the check, and the check was a half million dollars. He said after he got the check, he wanted to find out who it was that didn't do well at the university. But, but watch this. The point is, horizontal favor came because he didn't throw them away, even though they didn't do well. It wasn't limited to their performance. Let's go to Ruth chapter 1. Ruth chapter 1, verse 1. Here's another example. We know the story. It says, Now it came to pass in the days of Ju- when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And the story goes on to say, verse 2, there was a name, man by the name of Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi, and they had two sons, and there was a famine going on in the land. And so they sought a man to go down into a country of Moab to continue there. And the Bible says when they went there, that, excuse me, let's keep going, verse 3. And Elimelech, in Elimelech, Naomi's husband died, and she was left and her two sons. And the Bible says that as time went on, her sons were married. And about after 10 years, both of her sons had died. And so here is Naomi. She's left with her two daughters-in-law. Amen. One named Ruth. I and mean, we're familiar with Ruth. And one by the name of Orpah. And so she was with them. And, and, and she went into, you know, she was like closing, you know, packing up her clothes. And she said that, um, you know, I, you know, my husband is dead. My sons are dead. And so I'm I'm going back to my own country now. And the Bible says that, you know, they wept with her. And, you know, for a season there, they wanted to remain with her. And she said, I I have nothing for you. I mean, I'm stricken in age. I I can't bear any more children. You know, and if I did, would you be willing to wait until they reached of age to marry them? And so she was trying to tell them, you know, go ahead. This is your country. I'm going to go back to my country. I've got a whim. I've I've heard that God has favored. He sent bread to the land. And and so I'm going to sojourn back to my own country. And the Bible says in verse 16. In verse 16. Thank you, honey. Ruth 1 and 16. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee or to return to from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go, and whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy, and thy God, my God. See, Ruth made a decision not to sever the relationship just because she was no longer married to Naomi's son. And see, Naomi made a, you can look at it two ways. She made a decision not to throw her away. You know, in a relationship, you know, a lot of times in this relationship here in America, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch my back. But here, neither one of them had anything that they could benefit from one another. And a lot of times we have to be careful that we're not so easy to throw people away when it doesn't seem like they can benefit us any. (laughs) Ruth chapter 2, verse 8 through 12. The Bible says, Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be upon the field that they do reap, and go go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when you you are athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowed herself to the ground, and said unto him, 
Why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. Ruth found favor with Boaz because of her relationship with her mother-in-law. Now, I thank God for my mother-in-law. She's here today. and Amen. I have a good mother-in-law. Amen. I don't know if that's your testimony on, on this morning, but I was just looking at the scriptures and I began to look at the story. You know, I was saying, why did, you know, why did she really want to cling to her mother-in-law? You know, was it for the wisdom? You know, at that time, she had nothing to offer her, but in her doing so, making sure that she was okay, the Lord allowed favor to be bestowed upon her. And so that's why it's so important. You may not look like a blessing or that person that you're trying to size up. They may not dress like you. They may not smell like you. They may not drive what you drive. And a lot of times we take those things because of society and we say we don't want to have anything to do with those people. But if, you know, as if just continue to live. Amen. Because the story is not over. Amen. It's not final until the Lord says so. And though they may be down today, they could be up tomorrow. So, you, you know what's interesting when you look at this story? Everybody talk about a Boaz. But who's serving a Naomi? The reason she got a Boaz was serving a Naomi. Boaz took notice of how she was serving her mother-in-law. I'm going to tell you one of the, I believe, that's why you don't, horizontal relationship is not about money. It's, we have to learn the value of a relationship. Listen to what I'm saying. The value of a relationship is not what, so often we look at what, like my wife has alluded to, what people can do for us. What if there's nothing you can do for me, but it's what I can do for you? Because where you are at now is not where you're going to always be. I hope you're not hanging with people who are going down. If you're hanging with people that's going up, eventually. Amen. And as parents, you know, we have to, and we try to make this, think about this and make this as relevant as possible. You know, sometimes, you know, in our vertical relationship, we look at God as being the superior, we've been the inferior. Well, in a, in a, in a relationship in, in the home, a lot of times the parents are the superior and the children are the inferior. And it's like, yes, mama and daddy, whatever you say. But, you know, as parents, we need to make sure that we don't throw our children away because we may be up today. But if we keep living, amen, we need to make sure that we stay horizontally positioned correctly, you know, and I could just speak for myself, you know, even this week, this has been a, a, a very strange week for us. Anytime we minister together, anytime we minister on something, you know, we have little hiccups in our own family, you know, and I, I, um, the other night, and I'm just being transparent, Charity, she comes home from the basketball game, she was all excited or whatever, and, and so, and I just thought about it, I said, wow, we're going to be gone. This charity's turning 18th. We're going to be on the cruise. You know, we're all excited about that. But even when we were planning, you know, we said, Charity, now, are you sure? You know, is it okay? We're going to miss your 18th birthday. She's just like, sure, y'all fine. You know, I'll do something with my friends or whatever. And I just looked. I said, she is so unselfish. You know, this was months ago before we decided. Years. So, 
Yes. And so here she is. And she was like, now she, at first she was like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. And now she comes with all these plans. Oh, I'm thinking about, I want to go to dinner. And then I want to stay in a hotel and I want to do this. And I was like, before I knew it, I said, no, we're about to go to the marriage retreat. We need that money. And she said, never mind. I don't have to do anything. And she walked away and she went to her room. And I was like, I looked at Charisma. I said, oh, man, I just blew it. You know, I told my husband what I did. I said, come here, Charity, baby. I'm so sorry. Mama's so sorry. It's, you know, sometimes I am guilty. It's not, it's sometimes it's how I say it. And sometimes, you know, my husband, he puts me on a 20-second rule. He said, just hold it for 20 seconds before you speak. Well, I didn't make it 20 seconds. I, I, I spoke my mind. But I looked at that. I was able to go back. And didn't I apologize to you, Charity? I said, Mama, is so sorry. Whatever you want to do, let's put a plan together, and we're going to work this plan. See, as parents, you have to be willing to humble yourself. When you see that you are wrong, you need to go to your kids and get it right. Amen. Amen. See, Al, you thought it was me, didn't you? You thought it was me. See? What, how about what me that time? That time. I'll let you read in between the lines. That time, Al. Hallelujah. Amen. Seriously, you all, what we want to do today is really just emphasize the importance of your horizontal relationships. This is everywhere. The people that you respond to, the people that you're connected to, the people in your own home. Oftentimes when we talk about stuff like this, people look outside but you got folks living right next to you. Let's not abuse those relationships. I mean, that's still, you, you know, I, I remember years ago, Bishop told me, he says, uh, he says, uh, he says, he says, Daryl, your wife, is, she, she's for you. I'm like, you know, I mean, not, not that I didn't know that. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you can act as though the person you're with doesn't have your best interest at heart. Who's more invested in you than the people in your own household? Now, that goes both ways. Because when they talk with you, they're talking to you with your best interests in mind, even when it's something you don't like. You know, some folks don't like somebody telling them, well, you might not want to do this right now. But now, if it's for your best interest... Oh, I'm, I'm great when I'm doing what you want me to do, but now I say something that you may not necessarily like. You're going to get me in trouble up here, Al. But I, it, it's, that's part of a horizontal relationship. If you want horizontal favor, I mean, let me just step for a second into the marital ramp, and I'll come right back out. He didn't find that the wife Find it a good thing. Brothers, is a wife a good thing? But now wait a minute. On top of the good thing, you also obtain favor from the Lord. Now, that's when the relationship is good. You can take this thing over the cliff you want to, acting crazy, then you find out what it's like not to have favor in your own house. And it's bad to come home at just that big pretty house y'all got. Boy, it ain't nothing like you come in your own house and ain't no peace. 
in no room? You talking about man cave? No, I gotta go find another cave with another man. Because my man cave ain't even got. Because we, we allow things to, to literally tear at that relationship that God designed favor to come out of. So we gotta make sure, okay, how do, how do I guard this relationship? Men, as husbands, we're supposed to guard the relationship. Nothing comes inside this. Why? Because when I come home, I want peace. I, now, I don't care what else is going on somewhere else. But when I come home, uh-uh. No, 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 no. I need to have peace at home. My, my wife would tell you, my wife used to be a stay-at-home mom years ago, and I, I used to come home from work. I opened up the door, stepped my foot in, my wife started telling me everything that's going on. I mean, like for a moment, I'm blank. Because I just need, let me at least get in here because you wouldn't believe what I went through today. It's a place that I've obtained favor from the Lord in that kind of relationship. But if I don't guard it, I let the enemy tear that up. And if he tear that up, what else is going to matter? Now, for the rest of you all that are not married, and you sit up here going like, well, you know, I, don't, I know when you find a wife, you get a good thing. Well, Pastor, I ain't got no wife right now, so I, I, I'm just, just me. Listen, even in you being you, God has given you favor. Psalms 5 and 12, he's come past the righteous, round about with a shield, this favor. So you got favor. Now, if you can't get along with you, how do you expect anybody else going to get along with you? You bad to yourself. And you wonder what? He that would have friends must first show himself friendly. Stop being all stuck up on you. Every, every time you come around, people feel like, oh, boy. Don't you realize something wrong with you? Everybody happy and you show up and it's like, shh, shh. It's called something wrong with you. Not them. Don't be that person. You don't know who you're going to need in your life. Who's God going to use? You don't know who's going. To, who is God going to use to help you get to your next level? You don't know. You know why you don't know? So you won't mess it up. So we need to be open and receptive enough that as people come in our lives, that's why the Bible says, "Love one another." One another. That includes everybody. Treat people right. Don't be, well, okay, well, they, they, they look like they could do something for me, so I'm going to treat them right. They look like they can't do nothing for me, so oh well. Don't do that. You start to cut out your own favor. I'm sorry. All right, where we at? Where we at? Back to my text. Okay, that was number one. Point number two. <laughs> we only got three points, so we won't be here too long. Horizontal favor is critical for kingdom work. Horizontal favor is critical for kingdom work. Go to Acts chapter two. Start at verse 42. The scripture says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers.
And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together and had all things common. You know, people that believe gather and share. Say that again. People that believe gather and share. You have a lot of folks who talk about believing, but they don't want to come together and they don't share nothing. Look at the scriptures. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 uh, through 40. It's going to be 42 through 47. So, Verse 45 now. And so their possessions and good and parted them to all men and every man as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. So now look at verse 47 again. Okay, they were praising God, and they had favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. So where there's favor with the people, more people can be added. Where there's favor with the people, more people can be added. Where there's favor with the people, more people can be added. God ain't into adding people to a place full of confusion and strife. Horizontal favor is critical for kingdom work. This is the early church. They had favor with all the people. So God added to the church daily such as should be saved. We need to understand the importance of having favor with one another. I mean, when, 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 when somebody call you up, is it kind of like, you know, what can I do for you? How can I help you? Or like, oh, Lord, please. You, you know? That makes a difference in our attitude. How are we really open enough to favor somebody? We're, talk, we're talking about the church, right? Yes, the church. The church. Now, okay, now, let me, let me drill it down. So I know how we are. Some of you all, if I call you, or my wife call you, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, oh, praise God. Whatever you need. But if another saint call you, <laughs> Dr. Harris, or email you, Listen, this is the kind of favor that God actually adds to his church in, where we haven't, what, remember, they believed, they gathered, and they shared. You want to know if there's real favor in a place? Do they believe, do they gather, and they share? Watch this. Let's say something happened in your life. You want to call me or my wife, and you say, well, I want you to pray with us. You know, pray with me. In other words, what you're saying is, I want my burden to be your burden. So we bear one another's burdens. Okay? So you, because we have relationship, you're favorite like that. I'm concerned with what concerns you. But now, if I share with you my burden, and you go like, well, oh, well. Uh-uh. That ain't right. 
We're not believing. We're not sharing. You see what I'm saying? It's got, this has got to be both ways. That's the kind of environment that God literally adds into. That's what we have to get to. What we don't, all of these things, these walls that we bring up against each other, where we don't have that kind of favor with each other. Why? What if the person sitting next to you right now, God spoke to their heart and said, write them a check for $1,000. Amen, amen. It's always amen when you think it's the next person next to you. What about when it's you? Everybody always see the next person sitting next to them. They never see them. Everybody see themselves receiving the check, not giving it. Do you notice that? When they say that, well, you know, your blessing could be right next to you. Everybody go like, yeah, right next to me. But you next to somebody. They never see that. This kind of horizontal favor should be enough where, okay, you're so open to God. Well, what do you need? What do you want to do? Because I'm with a group of people that's favored of God, and I've got favor with them. You know, even as you were speaking, the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit. He said that there's a strong delusion of perception. And perception is real to the individual that's dealing with it. I can perceive that Alice doesn't like me. I can perceive that, you know, I could come in and speak to Alice, and maybe she see me, maybe she don't. You know, and a lot of times, especially we as women, we're so emotional, we're so quick to, per, you know, our perception is so real, you know, and a lot of times it hinders that horizontal relationship because immediately walls come up. And here you are tripping, thinking somebody that don't like you, you know, somebody that don't care about you, and that person just didn't see you. These are things that we deal with in the church. And the Bible says if you have all against somebody, what is the right thing to do? Go to them. This is our lesson one-on-one. So, Leslie, if I have something against you, I need to what? I don't need to tell Candace. I don't need to tell Kim. I need to what? Leave it and go and get it right. And then if you get an attitude and be like, what you talking about? Talk to the hand. I'll, I don't care. You know, you made me mad. This is, this is what I'm dealing with. So I'm just like, well, she didn't receive from me. So then I need to what? I need to go get the elders. So I can't get her husband because he an elder. So I had to go get Elder Craig and say, Elder Craig, I need, I need to see you at the church. I need, we need to have a meeting because I'm dealing with something with, you know, Sister Leslie. I tried to go to her. Nobody else knows about it. See, this is where di- confusion happens in the church because you, you, t- you tell everybody, I don't think she liked me. I don't think she liked me. I don't think she liked me. And then you got all these people looking at Leslie cross-eyed when it ain't even about that. So if we do what the scripture says, go get Elder and then we go back to Sister Leslie. Nobody have to know. Come on, Leslie, let's go back in this room back here after church. Oh, they must be having a meeting. We don't know what you, you don't, you don't know what we're talking about. But we're back there getting it right, Leslie, if I've done anything to offend you and vice versa. And then she may give in and say, yeah, first lady, you did hurt my feelings. You did do something. We get it right. Or she could still say, I don't know what she's talking about. Then what is the next step for us to do? We're supposed to what? Let's do the, the the scripture yeah. says we're supposed to what? Don't, aren't we supposed to bring it before the church? Yep. Y'all say that's me, but uh, the, I mean, we, if we put the guy, and I'm just saying, because since we're following up on that example, right. it's not always me. It could be the elders. It could be 
an advisory board, someone in that capacity to represent the church. So, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily me. I mean, I don't, I don't it's not that I mind that. I'm just simply saying, don't, don't always feel like, I mean, you know, we got to get past it. I mean, because sometimes you all, some of the things that we think about, if, let, let, let me do this. I want you to imagine, has anybody ever blessed you in church? I mean, you, you've been in church and somebody, you know, gave you something, done something or whatever, and it was a blessing. Why don't we act like everybody has something for us? Because the person, you don't want to do nothing to somebody that's going to bless you. So why don't we just treat everybody like they got something for us? It makes a whole lot easier. When you look at that phone and you see that number, you go, mm. you go, oh, man, I can't, oh, no, no, they got something for you. Oh, hello, how, how you doing? Girl, I'm so glad, it's good to hear your voice, girl. Because they got, you see it as they having something for you. Instead of somebody, ah, ah, should I answer it? Oh, Lord, you know. See, let's not be like that. I mean, it makes this whole thing easier, you all. You have to love beyond what you see. My wife, she gave a very good point. We could say something, hello, how you doing? You don't see me, and you say, they ain't even speak to me. I can't believe that. I went all the way out of my way. Now, instead of doing all of that, why not just, okay, you know what? Maybe they didn't see me. Why don't you believe the best? You work on jobs for years with folk that you know don't like you. So the difference must be they paying you. That could be the only difference because you know they don't like it. So, I mean, at least I could come to the house of God where the people of God are who are trying to live a Christ-like life and I can expect or believe the best about them so to the point, I'm not mad at you when you didn't return my phone call. I'm not mad at you when I spoke to you but you didn't speak to me. Maybe you didn't see me. Maybe you had a toothache and couldn't open your mouth. You know, I don't know. But instead of always believing the worst about people, especially in the house of God. So. Amen. We got it? Amen. Horizontal favor is critical for kingdom work. Last one, so we, 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 we'll close out. Horizontal favor can save your life. Horizontal favor can save your life. Go to Luke chapter 7. Verse 1 says, Now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum, and a certain centurion's son, servant, who was dear unto him, was sick and ready to die. You see that phrase? Centurion's servant who was dear unto him? This servant had favor with his boss. I want you to understand this as we're rolling out the text. That's what this scripture is letting us know. This servant had favor with his boss. Verse 3. And when he had heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy, that he was worthy for him for whom he should do this. Now, watch how the text is rolling out. This scripture, this story is throughout the text, but in Luke, it tells why. It gives some insight. Now, 
first off, the servant had favor with his boss. Now, the centurion has favor with the Jewish elders. Do you see that? What do you mean, Pastor? Okay, when he heard of Jesus, who was the he? The centurion. He sent unto him the elders of the Jews. He sent the, so he says, okay, I heard about this Jesus, so I'm going to send the elders that I got favor with to the Jews. Uh, well, okay, just, just, just watch. Verse 5 says, for he loveth our nation and have built us a synagogue. Look at this. This Roman centurion has gained favor with the Jews by building them a place of worship. I don't even think y'all understand. The Romans are in control. The Jews are servants to the Romans. This centurion has took time to build a place of worship for the Jews. This centurion's servant gets sick. So he hears about Jesus. He doesn't go to Jesus himself. He sends the elders to Jesus that he has favor with because he built them a place of worship. Okay. Verse 6 says, Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Look at this. Jesus didn't have a problem a problem honoring the request. Why not? Because Jesus knows that he has favor with the Jews. Oh my goodness. Let me ask you this. How long ago was the synagogue built? Exactly. It doesn't say. You know why it doesn't say? Because it doesn't matter. Oh, in other words, he was able to get favor in the future because of what he had done in the past. It didn't matter how long he had done it. It's the fact that he'd done it. What kind of favor will you need in the future? So what are you doing now? This centurion did not know that his servant was going to get sick one day. But because of what he had did in the past, he was able to pull in a favor. What are you going to need in the future? Okay. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this. And he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Verse 10. And they that were sent returning to the house found the servant whole that he had been sick. So look at this. The servant benefited from his favor with his boss. So what kind of worker you are matters. The servant benefited from the favor with his boss. So what kind of worker you are matters. 
Watch this. The boss benefited from his favor with the Jews. So what, what am I saying? His seeds entered into his future and prepared for his arrival. What he had did building the synagogue in the past entered into his future and when he got there and needed it, it was waiting on him. What kind of horizontal favor will you need in your future? So what kind of seeds are you sowing? Look at this. The Jews benefited from their relationship with Jesus. Watch this. Someone shared the gospel with you. Maybe it was because you had favor with him. Horizontal favor can save your life. Because there's somebody that right now God has favored you with. And you are a witness to that person. And they don't know it's because of horizontal faith. Because you know, listen, don't you, don't you know that God, watch this. You know the whole problem with Jonah going to Nineveh? He didn't like the people. So we're not likely to witness the folks we don't like. So God allows the favor to come on you. And then somebody, you favor somebody and somebody favors you. So in the midst of that, you share your faith. So horizontal favor can save your life. Because nine times out of ten, if you look at your life, somebody that liked you shared the gospel with you. And it was because of horizontal faith. Every head by eyes are closed just for a moment and we'll be ready to go home. Heavenly Father, I pray oh God, that according to your scriptures it becomes evident of the horizontal favor that you've given us with other people. And God, just like your son Jesus increased with favor with you, Lord, and with man, God, increase our favor with you and with man. Help us to see one another like you see us. God, we're all striving to be all that you've called us to be and to do all that you've called us to do. I pray today that we will recognize the benefits of horizontal favor, not just in what we get from it, but Lord, also what we're able to give through it. I pray, fathers, we recognize that somebody favored us enough to share this gospel, that today we also would favor somebody enough to share the gospel with them. That same favor that opened the door for us, let it open a door for them. That indeed, Lord, we'll be a place that believes, that shares, and Lord, that you will be able to add to daily such as should be saved. Father, we give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, before we, um, I, I wanted, to, wanted to want to share something quickly. I felt earlier during while we were ministering, or while uh, we were in praise and worship, that God was fixing some things. Um, Alice, I didn't know what you had shared. I didn't know what you were sharing with me, but I, what I felt was that God was fixing some things. That's what I felt earlier while we were in praise and worship. There's some, sometimes we come with burdens that, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to say, it's not that, yeah, people don't know them, but we don't necessarily want to divulge them either.
You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I don't even want to. You, you, you ever told the story so much, you just, I don't even want to tell it no more. It's, it's just, okay? And we carry that thing. I felt like God was fixing some things today. Some, some, uh, some unsettled stuff. Some things that you, I almost see like, you, you, some things that's kind of like this, that he's just moving out. The Bible says he makes the crooked places straight. Just smooth out some things that we've been contending with. Some things are not, they're not so uh, abrasive that we, we don't manage them. It's just that you, again, Lord, I got to deal with this again. It's like over and over and over. I feel like God's fixing those things. Those kinds of things that have been repetitive, those things that, um, that had just, they, they weren't real things that you freak out and, and lose, lose it over, but you just like, you know, they said it's, it's, it's uh, it, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. That one straw wasn't that heavy. It was because it was added on top of all of that other stuff. God's smoothing out some things. He's fixing some things today. Some things, and, and, and I'm t- it took place in worship. It took place in worship. Really, it did. Because some of you all, you, you entered into a place where you really gave of yourself in worship today. You decided this is it. And, and, and you tune other people out. You tune what was happening, what was going on, and even how you were feeling. And in the midst of that, God fixed it. I'm going to say this because some of you, you're going to go home. What you left is not like what you're going home to. What you left is not like what you're going home to. It's fixed. And today, God's confirming his word with that, those signs and those wonders. Because it wasn't you doing it per se. It was God doing it his way. So go home today knowing that thing is fixed. Amen. Amen.